0: Thing? How do we kick off Local Voices in Miami? Well, it's not going to be, it's going to be non, we got a lot of musicians here, but uh, no jingle yet, and, I, and I'm not even sure if it's needed. I'll send you a Paul Rubino is here, my, my good kindergarten buddy. But more oh. importantly, more importantly, Paul, we have Fabio, who I met here in uh, South Beach thanks to Luna, who uh, was out in front of Whole Foods by Alden Road. And I was walking through there looking kind of like a, you know, caveman. I was basically, you know, Tom Hanks cast away and my hair was quite, quite longer than I usually have it. And so I, uh, she, had, Luna asked me if I wanted a haircut. She was passing out business cards or cards for uh, for the, uh, the stylist company. And first I passed by and I was like, you know, I don't typically respond to initial offers, you know, I'm. I'm typically i'm not i'm not i, don't know, I guess i've learned enough to t- typically just walk on by but um this time i kind of did a double check and i went back because i was like you know what i really do need a haircut and i think it would help my it would help my vibe my my confidence my energy just to have some self-respect and, and some dignity amid all this because you know a lot of us are shut in at home more and going out less and it's still good to, to you know take care of yourself obviously and it's not just diet you still got to feel good look good and, and you know take care of yourself and uh in, in terms of wellness so anyways i went back got the card reached out and it was so quick you know a day later or two and uh i was i had a haircut so fabio came by and it was quite a smooth experience um i gotta say you know i had a nice space in my house i have to say for the haircut it was you know there's like a nice white wall i had like a uh, you know, it was like a TV table that didn't have a TV yet. So I put my uh, one of my mirrors that I had just bought, but not hung up yet. And it was it was better than a studio experience because I got to I got to play some you know Sinatra radio. I got to kind of create my own haircut experience design with a great hairdresser. Where you know sometimes when you go somewhere, you're at their mercy, their design. So it did take a little bit of creativity or slash you know having the right space for it on my part. But the experience in the end was, you know, I'd say above par, above what I would get somewhere else. And because also it was completely scheduled and I didn't have to factor in the time of going somewhere. So anyhow, Fabio, this is all about you tonight, your story, how you became a hairdresser, you know, what, you know, what your goals are for the future, how you might want to innovate, you know, what your thoughts, you know, what you love about Miami. Um, and so I'd to seed you to the floor here. Um, Fabio, what, uh, I guess let's start here. Where did when? Uh, how long have you uh, lived in Miami?
1: I live in Miami for four years now, and I love the way you put that. When you got your haircut, you had your own music, and uh, you were able to set the space in the way that you like it. So that made the whole thing smooth. Um, I think that's the most important thing because anybody, when they get a haircut or any other service, I think they want to be listened. Right? People need to. They need to feel that. The person who is performing that service is really listening and it empowers you to be in your own place and having your own setup in a way that, you know, you can express yourself the right way and exactly how
0: you want. Um, Am I expressing myself by just sitting there?
1: (laughs) Well, you express yourself even if you don't talk, you know, but you have to be comfortable to be able to express yourself honestly. So, if you go to a barbershop, and they're playing a certain music, and you see everybody else around you with the same haircut, um, it's likely that your voice is gonna be lower, because you're, you're just there, and the influence of the place, and the music, and the people, and the smells, is so strong, that it's hard for you to get your your, your message across. If that makes sense. Are you saying so that's that... Why for me to, to do house calls, and often, you know, being able to get your With your hair done at home, it's it's a higher percentage of both parties being happy. The other side of this is the hairstylist. The hairstylist wake up in the morning like the barber. And they want to have a great day like everybody else. And they want to be like, hey, I want to do a great haircut today. Everything is going to be great, right? But then they go to this space that they have to work in. And they're very attached to the habits there. And I don't think habits help with creativity a lot of the times. I think you can be more creative if you actually go out of your comfort zone, if you go to somebody else's space, if you're influenced by them. And I think that helps big time, so that's that's why you had a good time. Yeah. You were
0: well would you say even if your place is a mess? My place was <laughs> oh my god, now I remember I had the movers had just come like a day before, and I, my basically my living room was like piled to the ceiling with boxes, and it was like the most cluttered environment, and it was driving me nuts the past few days. But you know, you performed, and I'm talking t- you're you're telling me, Fabio, that basically that that every haircut is kind of like a, a piece of art. I mean, are, would you say your haircuts are different? Because I think a lot of times people go to a uh, people again. When you get a haircut, a great haircut, and it's the right price point, whatever, you're happy with it, people love the consistency, right? They want to make sure that they're able to get that great haircut again and again and again. So, again, the the space at home potentially is better, but it's also able to be consistent as well, right? I mean, so consistency is key, but are you saying that your your abilities are enhanced when the client is at ease and that helps you? but you're also saying your, your ability to give that maximum awesome haircut is better when it's not a crowded space with other distractions.
1: Well, uh, consistency is a tricky thing because if you're consistent the rest of your life uh, one thing, you're going to get a very predictable result. Right? But if you're able to open your mind and listen to what the person is doing and the process they're in and where they're going or where they're coming back, Uh, you're gonna be able to match your performance to to that and I think that's the opposite of consistency so that's actually what actually builds a relationship because to be able to predict the result let's say that right now I want to be a a race driver right but I instead of buying a sport car I buy a, a a Corolla it's a great car but we we both know that it's only gonna get from zero to 16, like six point five seconds or something like that. You will never practice those skills if you you don't want. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be able to go to the client's house today and understand that the client, it's um, is going slower today. Mm. And then the next haircut, the client is actually in a different mindset. If you surround yourself with the right people,
2: I got a question. Yeah. Were you doing house calls before we experienced, you know, COVID and whatnot, and how did your business change, given those challenges?
1: I was, I was doing uh, house calls uh, a while before that, and it was very risky because I was working at a salon with a consistency, and I realized that the better, cl- the best clients I had, and the ones that I should appreciate more my work, they didn't like the crowded space. They didn't like the people. They tried to come 15 minutes before the salon closed. So they were they made sure the salon was pretty empty or uh, 30 minutes before the salon opened. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I just gravitated towards these people. Sure. That um, they wanted more specific yeah. service.
0: And high standards. Um, high standards.
1: Again, high, high standards are our modern perception.
0: Sure. Uh yeah, so, again, anyone everyone has different taste for for what is best, right? And so it's not doesn't really not. Huh, you can't say, you know, everyone likes it the same way, for sure. Um I'm kind of curious, you know, just about your story, you know, how does one end up going into cutting hair for a living? Like what is that like? Like how did you like when did you know? Like when did you first like did you cut your like you have siblings, did you cut your brother's hair? Like how did you like start to find that uh, that joy? That's a question
1: I ask myself every day. <laughs> while I'm performing, actually. I'm like, well, this is my life at the moment. I'm standing here doing this job. Um, I do not think about being good or bad. I just think about, um, is this what I want to do the rest of my life? Or uh, do I need to change? Am I enjoying this? So I'm constantly shaking myself uh, because in the same way that the client is constantly changing and going somewhere or coming back from somewhere, which is as important, I'm in the same page. Right, so basically, uh, cutting hair is not, you don't you don't have to be a, a scientist. I don't know if a scientist is that good, but you don't have to be a uh, genius to cut hair.
0: No, but it's a flow activity. You got to be able to concentrate, and you need practice. So, what, I'm, I'm I guess it's the original question. When did when did you start practicing? Like, tell us. Do you remember that?
1: After uh, I got tired of uh, working basically, um, oh, you know, I had no energy and I had to rethink my life and I decided to do hair because I thought it was going to leave me with more energy to do uh, more fun things later in the day maybe, like playing music. Mm. So that's when I made the decision of starting to cut hair. Uh, the skills, again, the skills are something that you can better and you can practice and, um, I think there are a lot more other like there are other things that are more important than just doing a, a great haircut, a perfect haircut.
0: No, but it's obviously you know it, it makes a huge difference. Like I'm not gonna lie, the your haircut you gave me. It's rare that I like a haircut right away because you know it takes me a, sometimes up to like a week or two where I'm like, oh wow, it was too short, and like I'm waiting for like my you know like things to grow in that that you know, I just don't like them being so short and. So like you know you you listen to me and, and, you, and I'm just gonna give you a compliment yeah you did give me like my probably my favorite haircut of all time because I liked it right away and it's important as well I mean not that we need to be super you know focused on ourselves and our beauty and whatever but at the end of the day you know it's good to carry yourself with, with some confidence and love of who you are and 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 hair is important to that you know and, and and so you know the impact you have. By you know, listening and giving a, a great haircut does can can almost change someone's life in a way. By what happens that month, that next month, like the, just their, there you kind of fix people up, you know. And so it's important as well the job you're doing.
1: I think um, I, I don't see it that way. I think um, I think you fix yourself up, and uh, you're more responsible than me for liking that haircut. Maybe because you were in your own space and you choose the music. And you choose the angle where you were going to look at yourself in the mirror. You, and the
2: hairstyle. And the hairstyle. Yeah.
1: You know, so so basically, what I'm trying to say is that yes, I can perform a certain task, um, but it can only be so good. But the person needs to be comfortable overall for the whole experience to be great. And then you walk out and you say like, "That was one of the best haircuts of my life." You see, so I take you the compliment. But I'm not, you're probably 70% more responsible for that, liking the job that I do.
2: Well, I gotta say something about, as a man getting a haircut, you know, for me, one of the big things that I pick up on after trying a number of barbers is uh, the level of respect that the barber gives me, which I also do feel responsible for. You know, Because Mm -hmm. usually when you go to get a haircut, it's from a referral. Even right. in your case, you know, Luna, Luna told you about right. Fabio to get your hair cut, just as my friends would tell me, you know, about somebody every once in a while. I'm like, you know what? I didn't like my last haircut. I'm going to try this other person. You know, and when that barber, you know, gives me, uh, you know, direct time to come in or doesn't make me wait, yeah. you know, even when other people might show up, he said, oh, no, Paul's coming in. You know, he's always, he always uh, gives me a nice tip. He's always on time. You know, he's a priority. You just walked in. You know, whatever, I've seen my barber, you know, puts me in the chair right when I walk in because he knows I'm going to tip him and he knows that I'm going to show up every time that I call and say that I'm on my way, you know. Um, so for you to be going to someone's home is a is a big sign of respect so yeah. they don't have to leave their environment. Correct. And then, you know, you give them an, a nice experience that way. Do you feel that way about your haircuts with showing respect to the men? Absolutely, you, man. Uh, on, on
1: average, on average, I'm saving the client. Uh, a business model like this one, the one that I'm trying to create, save the client uh, from one to two hours mm-hmm. of their time, because I and can I can do a haircut in um, you know twenty minutes, mm-hmm. right? Realistically, or I can go all the way up to an hour. It depends on how the situation is going, and it has nothing to do with the hair. This is a, basically that's that's a, It's not just respect. It's also curiosity. You have to be curious about your client. Because as a hairstylist or anybody else, I guess, Uh, if if you're curious about life and you're curious about the person who is there, uh, no matter what they are, it's in the salon or the the house, I mean, how interesting is that I have the opportunity, and anybody that works for me has the opportunity to go to someone's house and experience their lifestyle. A lot of the time, the way that I'm trying to do it is to target people who has money and people who's doing very well in life, right? That's what I like because uh, I there's a certain level of inspiration. And I grew up in a poor country where I never saw things like see here in Miami. I go to a penthouse, and the view on its own is something from a different world. Mm-hmm. So how cool it is that? I have the opportunity to go and be curious about that experience because it's an experience for me as much as for the client
0: sure I want to get I want to touch more on that what are some cool what are some like what's like the coolest craziest weirdest thing you've seen or or, you know keep it anonymous obviously but do you have some cool stories of of, like crazy places you've been house calls like weird setups
1: Um, well the first one that comes to mind is one that Luna got me uh, from Studio Vega it's not my regular clientele but that was funny. I show up. There was a lady. She wanted a haircut. And we had to go to the alleyway. Because uh, she, she She wanted to do it in the porch of the building. just a regular building. And I said, we cannot do it here facing the streets because I don't feel comfortable with. this. And we had to go to the, to the back, to the alleyway. And I had to do the haircut there. <laughs> and... Um, Again, this is not uh, my normal, but I still—it uh, was still an experience. So it was uh, that that thing changed my day. <laughs>
0: yeah. no, it's very much more exciting than sitting in a studio, right? That's so. Boring. I don't think it
1: was exciting.
0: Well, <laughs> you just said it was. Well, I mean, you get to change. You get to—it's kind of thrilling to to do what you got to do. I mean. Maybe someday you'll be in like a high-speed car chase and like he just wants his haircut and you're already yeah. in the car, you're like, all right, fine. Yeah. So like, it's which crazy is, what might happen. Which is interesting
1: because experiences, sometimes, I mean, let's say that I go to, let's say that I can go to five penthouse a week, right? And there's a certain point that it's almost becomes almost like a, a predictable. But when ad balls come to you like this one, like you, you, this lady in this situation, it, it, it's actually more intense. The experience is more intense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to be related to money, either.
0: No, I was not... I think that's <laughs> might be a very Miami way of thinking, but yeah. but no, like, again, I, I care more about, you know, novelty and, and culture, and, and, and you yeah, know, that's kind of what makes travel so thrilling, and it's not always about going to boring penthouses, you know, with, uh, you know, expensive art or something, but, again, like, you know, the, the on-the-ground, you know, uh, experiences. Um, so... Basically, you're you're Cuban, is that right? I was born in Cuba. You were born in Cuba, and so what was one of your first jobs before being a hairdresser that made you kind of switch? You said
1: uh, I was I was installing closets. I was installing closets for a company called California Closets.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's a big chain, like a big company. Yeah,
1: like it's like a franchise thing. I think they're all over uh, the United
0: States. Yeah. So you were you were doing house calls then, right? Yes, <laughs>
1: yes, that's true. Uh, and I was able to experience people. The only problem I had with that, that helped me to change to being a hairdresser, was that I realized that my attitude was pretty good when I was there. Uh, like in someone's living room, which is very private, sorry, bedroom, which is kind of private. You're like installing a closet. You're almost seeing their underwear everywhere, right? Yeah. And, But I didn't get tipped for it. Hmm. And, yeah. I, and I realized that. Uh, my attitude was pretty good. They were pretty happy. They even called back to the company. And they said, I, I like this guy. He did a great job. And again, sometimes it's not about the job. It's just about the experience that the person has, right? And, but also, I was like, I'm not making money with tips here. Sure. I need to shift to something that I can get paid for my smile.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're kind of recognizing one of your unique skills, gifts, is, you know, just being a pleasant person and... and, and a professional and, and, and making people at ease. And, and that those skills are, are way more executable as a hairdresser and, and you're also getting rewarded for your, your work and your skill versus, you know, so so you elevated yourself to that mm-hmm. point. And so, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I, I kind of overheard uh, over the chili that, you know, you do have some dreams for kind of creating an app. Is that right? And like, basically, helping kind of scale these these house call visits into like a model making it easier for people to kind of do this at home again I, I agree it's much more efficient this way so what are kind of your dreams about that I mean an app
1: is the the, you know, the highway we're using right now to communicate from point A to point B to for X result but I hope in the future something better than an app comes along. Uh, connect people even easier
0: um,
1: deeply De- deeper
0: deeper. well yeah I mean I, again as a hairdresser you're yeah. almost like a psychologist right like like you said you went from being in salon closets to this because you listen and you're also curious and you part of the reason people like you is because they feel like you're like a friend right and again this is one of those rare scenarios in life where it's okay it's good to to have a consistent relationship that you pay for that's monthly <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so rare to have that, you know, like like be like a kosher thing, you know. But it is. You're paid monthly to be a friend for like a half hour, hour, you know, and, and customer and, and do a service. But you're you're given that intimacy that that you're given that trust, and so you are like a paid friend, you know, like yeah. you're the modern day drug dealer. But like you're yeah. you're completely healthy, kosher, good for for people. And it's
1: interesting that you say that because. Uh, it, it's, it seems like to to a normal people like, uh, okay, I, I can't wait for this person to send me the money to pay me uh, through, like, I don't know, cash, what's that, whatever. But there's certain cases where I don't think about money and I almost, I am more excited to go see that client and spend time with that person than to get money from that person. So it's not just a... Help to explain
2: this. Sounds like you build relationships with with your clients you're naturally. You know, you're making real friends. So
1: there are two the sides, world. right? The side that he said that is a monthly uh, membership, where you you can get out of it because your hair is going to keep growing. You're like, no, not <laughs> And but there's the other side where money becomes so almost like unnecessary,
2: secondary to the friendship, unnecessary. I don't know. No, well, is that true? Do you want to give me a haircut for free next time. <laughs> I
0: could. You could. I mean, but again, it's like, here's the deal. You, basically, you're elevating your mindset upwards from, you know, basically when we're when we're broke and desperate, and I've been there. You know, just a few months. I've been there, and you know, you have tunnel vision, right? And and you're really thinking short-sighted about things, but you know, you've been able, you know, by the grace of God, just just over time to, you know, you're not desperate anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're able to like kind of like have a different like a, a perspective on the what's going on. It's not like oh I'm I'm like ten percent not sure he's going to pay me what he paid last time, or and so part of your mind is distracted by that and like can't wait to kind of get that dopamine boost from getting the money sent. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of gain experience and you 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 have a little savings and you're not desperate anymore, mm-hmm. that's when you start kind of. Elevate your mindset and be like, you know, I'm, I am enjoying this. There's a purpose here. It, it ties into my my life goals and and, and what I want to do and what my special gifts are. And now you're like, you're focused completely, 100% on the client, on the experience, and and you're not worried about the money, right? But that takes time.
1: I mean, you need both, though. there are, there are 2 two solid points you just made. But you do need both, otherwise you you're not getting anywhere if you don't have the fresh money.
2: You can know, you, I mean, you need a little money to feel comfortable with sure. Oh, for, life for sure, for sure, it gives you this like, "Oof." Yeah. Uh, Before we get too far, Fabio, How can people find you if they want you to cut their hair? Uh,
1: I have my Instagram. I'm not great on Instagram. It's Fabi's uh, Mind, and uh, and then I have my business. Can you spell that? F F A B I S Mine and
2: then Mind, and oh.
0: mind. Fab yeah. uh, is mind. Uh, I like that one better than mind. you <laughs> have Fabio mind. Uh, Fabi's for uh, uh,
1: F I F-I-B-I. B I, sorry, F I B I S mind.
0: F-I-B-I. I B I. So like, the mind is, of is mind. Okay. At the end of the day, Paul, if I might interject, all our wonderful listeners can, we'll see the hash, we'll see the app, we we'll, we'll definitely. Or, I'm gonna actually have to get a picture of you cutting my hair sometime soon, actually. You know, basically, the cool dream, we if I may.
2: We are is more easy. It's the dream about local voices
0: style. is that it's you know it scales, brings people together, highlights local characters in every town. And so you know, there's a local voices underscore Miami, and there's a, a real there's a there's a there's kind of a scroll of of you know poster shots. You it's, know, it's primitive. There's there's it's still pics. primitive. I'm saying the vision here is, is that yes, you scroll through Miami. Say you're, you're visiting Miami and you're moving to Miami, you follow Local Voices Miami on Instagram. So you scroll through all the characters and you can click and, and go to the podcast and listen. So, but with the pictures, there's also the Instagram, Instagram handles. Concept, there's a the links. So we, so so these things are, are all online when you're finding the podcast. So people will find you. I give you. I mean, I, I'm happy to share as well um, about your business. You know more about yourself, Fabio, like your character. Uh, what is something? What is like a healthy habit you have that you, you know kind of makes you who you are? Um, that you know you think it's it's good to share that that people could endorse. Never say no. Never say no. Yeah. Don't Isn't say it. that the opposite of what like a lot of like born buff or like just some people out there, some like very uh, no I mean rich people out there who say sometimes it's really a measure of how many times did you say no today yeah but like that's, that's it's, diff- it's, it's weird like it's, it's definitely I can totally see where it's coming from by saying
1: that yeah, yeah. I mean I'm not Warren Buffett <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I'd rather say yes than no most of the time and I think people think about this let's say that you, you hit me up I mean we're talking business you are still talking business right let's say you hit me up and so, so an idea across your mind or your mind right and you were like, I need a haircut. Right? For whatever reason, something, something triggered your thinking. Mm-hmm. You are like, I need a haircut. And so the first person that comes to your mind, let's say Fabio. All right? So you're going to get your phone. This is the real world. You get your phone and you text, right? If I have the ability on my side to do my job, and my job, my perfect job will be in my head to, to say yes that's a second after you text me.
0: So, okay, you're saying one of your skills when it is, is being very responsive, which is very key to, to, to relationship building, is everyone loves someone who is just very responsive to them.
2: But
1: right? I'm not responsive because of my ego, whatever. I'm responsive because I'm helping you to go on in your life. Because remember, you're still thinking, you text me, and your mind is going to go somewhere else right away to I some think. other task.
2: Well, I think most men, when they need a haircut, they have something important coming up. They want to look especially presentable for Correct. Right. You know, so your hair grows out, and you might get sick of it at a certain point. But for me, I know okay, okay, I got a date lined up, or okay, I got a um, yeah. a meeting with a client. And, right. You know, I don't want to look the way I do now. You know, yeah. I better hit up Fabio <laughs> to yeah. get to get a little edge up. You know, get a yeah. little paid. I think know. the
1: reason why I have been uh, getting a it's been a consistent growth in my clientele is because uh, I help people. Think about this for two years of my side. I help people to go on with their day smoother. Very smooth. You just text about your haircut. It cross your mind, you text, you send a text, you get a response fast. And it was positive. So you don't have to, we don't have to talk too much about rebooking, three days talking about it. When it's convenient for you, when it's convenient for me. So the faster I am, I take full responsibility for booking you, correct? So if you say, are you available Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday? It's likely that I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna book you in for Tuesday at two p.m. I mean you say you say okay I'm helping you to maybe to to clear up your mind because now you're giving me so many options that it's almost uh, you're gonna keep thinking about wait a second did I tell him Tuesday you know what I mean so I'm responsible for you to go on with your day smooth without thinking about the haircut anymore i got you covered that's it
0: i mean at the as same simple as possible. at the same level it wouldn't be hard for you to just or or, or leverage some third party website appointment scheduler and just have your calendar there and be able to slot in account cal- like you know i know i know for you it's different you have to travel a bit in between but you could totally set up your own uh, calendar you know with like increment blocks for travel if necessary but where people can just book you. That's why I think the app, I
1: don't want to make money just um, cutting hair my, with my own hands. I think that's ridiculous because I will never be wearing yeah? muffins. But um, I have to create a system where anybody that is a hairdresser or, or a barber can have the same connection that you feel with me or any of my clients feel with me. I want to be that person that creates that system. You understand? Um, make sense are you you follow what I'm saying no you want
0: yeah If you you, you you want to basically scale what you're doing and make a bigger impact on the world and, and help I, others do it
1: I, I can't control anybody's time I cannot do that I can help them connect with somebody who's willing to uh, almost like live with them living together because there must be people who take three days to make an appointment and there's hairdressers who might take three days to to close that appointment and those two are gonna match (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and there's a hairdresser who has a golden clipper and there is a guy that has a golden tooth too those two are gonna match Mm -hmm. so it's almost i want to do i want to create a system where the client can match with the hairdresser that they really want and they can create their own dynamic and they can move on in life together because i've seen this situation before where there is a guy that's 50 years old right and he's like he walks into a salon because these people usually meet them at the salon and then you convert them mm-hmm. um, I can't find anybody that can come here this guy is 50 years old been in Miami for 25 years I think that's nonsense in 25 years you haven't found one person that you can connect but why? Because this person walks into a salon. There's a specific energy at that salon, and um, first of all, he doesn't even have enough information about what type of salons so or what type of vibes he needs. It's almost like there is a huge, I mean, it
0: makes there's cool. levels of awareness, right? People yeah. are not that self-aware about what they really want, so they keep being unhappy because they're making they keep making the wrong decisions over and over again. So mm-hmm. you could you could help that. I think yeah. with your app it would be cool to help people better figure out what their ideal haircut is and and ask the right questions to help people uncover what the ideal experience might be. Because a lot of people, you're right, are kind of living with a subpar solution right now. I mean, again, it's not... You could say on one hand, oh, it's vanity. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But on the other hand, you know, for guys, it is like a monthly occurrence. And, you know, it can affect their entire attitudes and vibes and and energies. So it, it is, you know, it is a big deal in some ways. Uh, I think the looks
1: are not important. Uh, I really think that. I think, uh, I I have many clients that I cut their hair because they're going to a family reunion. Um, I don't think the family cares about how they look that much. I think they, they, they're almost like, they want to prove something beyond the looks to the family. They just utilize the
0: haircut as a tool. You see what
1: I'm saying? You yeah. see how deep this goes Oh, it's
0: it's like you're psych okay, psychology people go to psychologists, usually unfortunately some people are are have a good I mean some great good habit and they can afford it of just having someone like a like a life coach kind of thing in their life that they talk through issues, brainstorm, you know, potential ways to improve their life, and it's great, it's healthy. But at the same time it's expensive. And basically a lot of times people only go there as a last resort and it's negative. It's dealing with depression, whatever. But at the end of the day, the monthly visit with a hairdresser, that is almost very similar. It's like, a, it's a confidence boost if it's done right. And it's something a little more necessary. I mean, it's something like you can't get away from it as a guy, you need your haircut. So might as well have it be an extra, you know, psychologist meet, meet up and, and, a, and a psyche boost for the month as well. And so that's what you're saying. You're kind of pitching the idea of like, this monthly occurrence is that is currently being done very poorly in many many scenarios, being an elevated meeting that can actually you know really improve someone's life in a way. It's not.
1: Um, I think it's almost like a marriage that people uh, people can't uh, I mean, people can't have the opportunity um, to meet enough people to make a better decision. almost like they just get one girl and then they yeah. roll with that. And then they regret it later on. You know, spend 10 years with that girl and you're like, oh shit. But my point is like, I think there needs to be a way to connect better uh, the client and the hairdresser. Because every hairdresser is different. Every hairdresser, ideally, wants to do good, wants to do a, a good haircut. But um, if you mixed water and oil, it's just not going to go well. I've seen those situations happen. You know what I'm saying? A is water.
0: They do say like there's a certain amount of people you meet. There's like a they've done studies like the amount of people that you like in a relationship or you meet before you just like decide that like or before you feel like it's the one. Some people like never feel like it's the one because they just keep like they have too much variety, and other people don't have enough variety. Like they they might just marry the first person they meet, and and in some arranged marriages that's been the case, but. And they're end up being very happy as well. But anyways, you're basically promoting, you know, more more opportunity to find that perfect fit because it is a long term thing. You know, especially if you're living in a town for a long time and it's your 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 it's your home. Yeah. This is something that affects you every month. So. I mean, even
1: if you're moving, because I mean, it's very easy to make new clients with people that just move into town. And if you is moving to a city, and um, you have your first bad experience, it was a haircut. Uh, that's, it's sad. It's a little sad. I think the first the, the first one of the first experiences that you should have in a town is a, a good haircut. You know? To to be able to, to find a place where you are that you choose because if you choose you, it's, it's likely that you're gonna feel good about it. Um, and not just use your shoes because you just went to ex barbershop that came up on the job. It's, it's very
0: primitive. Well, I mean at some point it was a little bit untargeted on my part to just Say, okay, I need a haircut, and it's so easy here. But
1: but at the end of the day, if if it ain't broke,
0: don't fix it. So that's where, you know, as long as, basically, if you're out there and you don't like your hair, there's better possibilities out there for Mm -hmm. you. If you're Mm -hmm. out there and you like what you got going on, then great. You can stop thinking about it. But at the end of the day, don't settle. And at the end of the day, I would like to kind of close out with just like a little more about, you know, Miami as a whole. Yeah. you know what is what are some of your favorite favorite things about Miami? Like what what do you love about Miami? What would you like to see done differently in Miami? Um, I don't know.
1: That's a that's
0: a bad question. It's a very open ended two party yeah, question. Yes. So you can either go off about what you love about Miami or what you want. What you would love to see improved. So I, I've heard people say. Right. I think you mentioned you love more brunches, like really yeah, good like classy brunches, right. you know, on the weekends. But like again, you know, what's maybe you know thinking yeah. as a city here. What is something that uh, you know you'd like to see more of in Miami?
1: I think I think um, I mean I like Miami because I have I've noticed that people can get real. So I don't know. Um, maybe in the rest of America where I was I've been living, people just want still to uh, be nice and, and polite and politically correct, and I think that's bullshit. Um, Miami people kind of just go to the point real fast and that might get uncomfortable. So going back to the hairdressing thing or barbering, if you cannot find a barber or a hairdresser that can be real, and you can be real with that person. That's also part of the bad experience.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've been there. I can't say i have not. I mean, I've had moments in my life where, yeah, I, I just like terrible feeling, you know, and, and I just, I, I hated my haircut for, for weeks, mostly because, yeah, I, I just didn't vibe well. So totally, again, and Miami as a whole, uh, I do agree. It's, you know, there's something about Miami that is just people come honest, you know, whether, and it's not because of the drugs, necessarily. <laughs> it's because people, not because of the sun. It's just like people here just are used to so much variety in terms of the kinds of people and nationalities that uh, I think there's, there's no like ultra politeness. Like you're in yeah. a small town where you got to be careful what you say because it might come <laughs> back to haunt you. The neighbors might say something. Yeah, exactly. Here it's like less worries about that because yeah. there's so much variety and free flowing that you know people are cutthroat, honest, and, and I I love that.
1: The truth is there's a big, is, there's, there's a high contrast between uh, rich and poor. So you can be driving next to three Lamborghinis in Miami, LA, whatever you know. But well, Miami's like that, and I think that if you take it in the right way, it can be inspiring. It can be very like. Um, how can I get real to do this or to have this? It's not that everything is about a Lamborghini, right? But you get this, um, how, to, like, how to put this into words. You want to know how that person got yeah. to that level. So you want to get real, you want to cut the fat, and you gonna you want to ask the right questions real fast. So that, that's what I felt in Miami.
0: It's like, an exposition, yeah. right? It's an exposition. Yeah. You're, you're exposed to a lot of variety of culture, and yeah. even of money, and yeah. of whatever, so mm-hmm. you yeah, it inspires curiosity, it mm-hmm. inspires maybe some ambition in some people. Mm-hmm. And that's very different from, you're right, a lot of places in the world where, you know, unfortunately, you know, they're not as fortunate there. So here in Miami, you know, there's a lot more flash, and for some, in some ways that could be a good thing, because, you know, the flash, you, maybe you're not about flash, but you're kind of curious about how the flash came about. Okay. But what caused the flash? What caused the thunder? Where was that lightning you know what i'm saying so <laughs> miami is a good
1: place to experience that uh
0: yeah so what are your, some of your favorite spots in miami like kind uh, of off the grid maybe or or i like, I like the there. drive
1: between south beach and uh downtown uh, it's just one of my favorites over the bridge
0: yeah yeah i love whipping that um you know i i have a little like motorcycle that it's kind of fun just i don't like going too far like on a highway with it but mm-hmm going over the bridge and back or, or you know into Windwood or something is yeah. kind of a thrill yeah it's it's beautiful man it's, it's like great. every time you drive into South Beach you're it's just like good. you're just like wow yeah, like yeah exactly. and it's all man made isn't that yeah, crazy yeah. like we made that we made South Beach nice. so that's isn't that nuts
1: that's literally my favorite because um it's also very um, open it's just very open and uh there's pretty good design I think there's that mix between the Latin world Americans because the ones that really really run the, the Miami life is just Americans with big money um, so you can see that right there because as soon as you get into any part of Miami you're almost like in a specific solid uh, culture enclosure kind of deal little Alana around a lot of Cubans Haiti, little Haiti it's just all these you know people from Haiti and to the beach and like tourism, but uh, I think that's my favorite space in Miami just because it's just so open.
0: Yeah, the possible anytime you go to South Beach, you never know who you might meet, right? Because yeah. you never know what kind of you know, uh, what, what rich billionaire might have decided to come by. But <laughs> the other day, also, this show, Local Voices, this podcast, it's about highlighting you know, great local business owners, great characters in the community, great leaders who. You know, are such great people that they're not shouting off rooftops about themselves. They're not airing They're not even telling their stories, and that's the problem. They're the elders. They're the ones with the stories, the, the lessons to teach. But they're they're not. They don't have the ego to go. Sh- you know, telling about themselves. So, are there any cool characters in Miami that uh, you think would be good uh, candidates for the the for
2: the show?
1: I, I do. Um, the problem is that I don't know. They. It's hard to get these people to make time for. Things that they don't know.
0: Okay, let me cut you short right here. Mm-hmm. I, I, this question always kind of uh, results in this. Either people are like, "I'm not sure if I want to." If this person wants me to put their name out there, you know what? I like, I like when you mention a cool business or a restaurant that you love that you don't necessarily know the owner, mm-hmm. but like, I can go on, like, on, I can hit boots on the ground and like ask them to, to go on the podcast with my mm-hmm. charm, with my smile. Mm-hmm. But also with like, my fearlessness—that's yeah, the only thing I have in this life. I realized is my, you know, my fearlessness, mm-hmm. and and that's my, one of my main skills. Otherwise, I'm kind of a, kind of a. I mean, I don't even want it, it's it's pretty pathetic. I don't. I don't, my memory is pretty bad. If you, don't invite me to your trivia team if you have a bar trivia night. I will I will screw it up for you. But at the end of the day, uh, it is about those great restaurants and stories and, and businesses. So. Are there any, I mean, again, not people that you know, but people that I, you know, potentially the people should go visit? Like, what's one of your favorite restaurants, yeah. favorite spots? I think if you want to get real,
1: uh, you got to find people who is willing to get real. Um, because, uh, I mean, I, I can't recommend you great places, but they're run by these corporations and, and agencies and all that stuff. And, and nobody's going to come through with the truth of how they get.
0: There's, there's plenty something. of local businesses like that are small that aren't huge chains. There's
1: a company it's called Domo, Domo Studio. It's a design company. Uh, I like, I like the owner, I like the
0: guy, and um, he could get real. All right. Yeah. Again, I think anyone, again, there's levels that people are open to sharing, you know, and and, but at the end of the day, you know, for example, you ask me like, Simon, "What do you love?" I, I am, I love. You know, ceviche 105. I love fresh seafood, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of addicted to that. So, like, for me, I have not met the owner, but I think I'm pretty sure I'm, I I keep seeing the same guy, with you know, who cares so much about the business when I go there. That's the kind of person I'd be like, hey, you know, you're, you're like, pretty awesome. You have a story to tell about how this started, and, and, and let's learn more about seafood. You know, so, like, that's the possibilities out there for getting stories that, you know, your first thought sometimes is, like, oh, no, they would never be down to share their story, but, you know, you'd be surprised what some people would be open to doing, you know, with the right, uh, you know, vibe and, and, and you know. I so. mean,
1: you're, you're, you're pretty much 80% responsible of what's going to be uh, said in this room. So you have to like what the topic is also.
0: What I have to like the topic is? Of course. Well, sure. I, I'm open-minded though. You That's to thing. It. <laughs> I mean, I never said I was passionate about hair, but you know, here we are, we got pretty deep into it. Uh, we didn't really learn your whole, you know, we could have talked for hours about your, your step-by-step, you know, like what you walk into it, you start a haircut. What are your steps? What are you like? We didn't really learn too much about cutting hair. I don't think anyone out there <laughs> should cut their own hair or their friend's hair after listening to this. It wasn't educational on that front, but we did learn, learn like your perspective, um, on that, on that whole experience. But awesome, man. Um, really appreciate you kickstarting the podcast with us. Um, lots of you know, funky characters out there. Uh, for everybody, I I actually started this podcast in San Francisco originally because there are even more funky characters out there. Um, you know, and, and and kind of weird people. (laughs) I do like when people sometimes, you know, weird and, and Miami is very similar, you know, when people are honest and cutthroat and not afraid. Um, I love that. And so there's like a certain, certain similarity there between Miami and San Francisco. Um, but, uh, Thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for letting me cook chili. It's like it's a little weird because you know Miami's so hot. So like, you don't when I say chili, some people in San Francisco like perk up. So it's like kind of chilly there sometimes. So people were like, you know, some hot, some heartwarming chili. Like sure. And so here, it's been a little harder sell on the chili because it's so hot all the time. I mean, but I think I'm going to try to keep it going. Uh, did you enjoy the chili? Yeah, I did. I did. I <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's designed to make you feel better tomorrow as well because there's a lot of healthy vegetables and spices in there. And uh, I hope, you know.
1: I mean, the, the service industry is tricky here in Miami. And I think you made that chili feel like home, like real home. Uh, so with like a home meal. I haven't had a, 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 a good meal and a table with people in a while. Uh, and a table that is um, on honest. you know, people want good stuff for you and it's just not so like sharp uh so yeah that was great
0: i thought it was i tried to make it sharp man i definitely put some cayenne pepper in there for you man Gosh. but i guess it didn't it was it was tolerable because uh, my own family apparently i overdid it on the, the cayenne they were all like tearing up it was it was quite emotional when i went back home. <laughs> anyways thanks for joining thanks for kickstarting the podcast and uh yeah looking forward to probably getting a haircut maybe next week man i'm I, it's been uh, we're almost due ready? i'm almost ready I guess I'm waiting for, for a big date or a, a job, you know, a, a big uh, big sale or something excuse, right? Isn't that what we said?
1: I mean, it's going to be a day that you are going to wake up and you're going to be ready, so don't stress. Oh, don't, you. I Enjoy mean, it.
0: be careful. I can I can sometimes, you know, go a little too long without getting my hair cut. But anyways, you saved me last time. I am I am, I am, am uh, fit to go out in public without any crazy stares. My hair was pretty long. It wasn't, it wasn't absurd, but it was, it was time. So thanks for joining. And, uh, some, we got some musicians here. So someday we'll, we'll have a little bit of musical wrap up from Luna, you know, in in the future, TBD.